This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. We are taking a foray into the world of moral reasoning and moral development. This is part four in our series looking at how do we develop moral reasoning in our schools. Now, we have described Kohlberg's stages of moral reasoning and Gilligan's stages of ethical care in previous uh, segments. Note that no one responds from any one stage consistently. The stage at which we respond often depends on circumstances. However, looking at patterns of thoughts and behavioral tendencies, this may indicate where one's moral reasoning seems to predominate. Now, there are activities that can be used to advance students' moral reasoning. Three specifically, moral dilemmas, values clarification activities, and analyzing levels and stages. This podcast addresses the moral dilemma. Now, moral dilemmas are descriptions of real-life situations in which there is a decision to be made or a problem to be solved. Students are put into small groups and asked to come to a consensus in making a decision or finding a solution. Moral dilemmas are based on the idea that children develop the capacity for moral reasoning and advance more quickly to higher levels by practicing their reasoning skills and by hearing the moral reasoning of other students. This reflects Vygotsky's sociocultural theory. Thus, the decisions or solutions children come up with are not as important as the reasoning that goes along with it. Teachers might ask questions related to how students came up with certain decisions, but they should not correct, evaluate, or validate students' responses. And they should not lead students toward a predetermined choice or response. This would defeat the whole purpose of the moral dilemma. Now, what if violent, racist, sexist, or other inappropriate ideas are put forth by students? Well, yes, of course, if these types of solutions appear, you should address it, but it becomes a teaching moment to help students understand why the ideas might be inappropriate. And while hateful and harmful ideas should never be tolerated in any situation under any circumstances, simply quashing them without explanation is not as productive as making it a teaching situation. Now, moral dilemmas should be, to the greatest extent possible, developmentally appropriate and based on the lives and experiences of your students. You can design your own based on issues that arise within the classroom, the school, or the community. And there are two other sources. The first is to look for appropriate dilemmas in advice columns. The second is to do a Google search using terms such as moral dilemma or moral dilemma students or ethical dilemma students. One cautionary note here, however, you can find online moral dilemmas that are moralistic, propagandizing, or that try to push students toward an obvious answer. These are to be avoided. Moral dilemmas should not be moralistic. A good moral dilemma does not have an obvious answer, hence the name dilemma. For example, here is one. This is a classic. It's called the streetcar. Streetcar is driving down on a track. 
the streetcar can't stop because the brakes were damaged by a crazy man. Down the track, six old, poor, homeless people are waiting in a fear. They were tied to the track by the same crazy guy. Well, here's the good news. You can save the six people from death by turning a switch, which would send the streetcar down a different track. Unfortunately, there is one person who happens to be a world-famous doctor tied to that track. What would you do? Turn the switch or nothing? That's a dilemma, isn't it? Now, moral dilemmas don't always have to address issues of great ethical concern. They can address issues with which students are struggling within their own very real lives. Now, the moral dilemma that I'm going to show you in just a minute is one such one. And here it is. Uh, this is called nervous. There's a boy I like and I think he likes me too, but will never make a move and just seems nervous. What should I do? All right. Now, in using moral dilemmas like this or dilemmas that deal with gender, it's sometimes good to have mixed gender groups and sometimes single uh, gender groups. But at the end, they should always report their decision and thinking to large group. So I don't always want to say it, say it should be a single gender or a mixed gender group. Sometimes it's interesting to have some of each in the same. All right. It's the hearing and listening. And it's good for males to listen to females and vice versa to hear that thinking, especially in middle school and high school aged uh, grades. So, and by the way, these moral dilemmas can also be good for writing prompts because students are describing and supporting their ideas. While using moral dilemmas, it's always good to start with a small group discussion of some kind, and then they can report to large group or better yet for a writing one, have students write to describe and support their ideas. One more example of a moral dilemma. Here's one I got from Dear Abby. And these are good. I'm a 15 year old girl who babysits for extra money. I babysat for a new family last week. After I put the kids to bed, I found a snake in the house. I was scared for the kids, so I grabbed a kitchen knife and chopped off the snake's head. When the parents returned, I found out it was their pet snake that had escaped from its cage, and they were really angry. I feel terrible about it, although I apologize they won't talk to me when they see me in the neighborhood. Should I write them a letter of apology or buy them a new snake? I don't know what the proper etiquette is when you kill someone's pet, rattled in Texas. Now, I have Dear Abby's response, and sometimes I show her response after the students come up with one, and sometimes I don't. I kind of play it by ear. I don't want students to think there is a correct response. All right, more dilemmas. Great activity gets students talking and thinking, and with a little teacher creativity, you can design them to fit in any curriculum area. You can find moral dilemmas in science and social studies and literature and even mathematics, I would think.